Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And thanks for hanging out with us again on another beginning of the week, lovely Monday morning. Hope everybody's doing good, Hollow Colt. Um, hopefully, by the time this makes it out, the weather's a little bit better than it is now because this last week has been terrible. Amen. Uh, Kyle's got an interesting case put together. Uh, some simulation stuff. Yeah, a little true crimey. Hell yeah, right up my alley. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Good. I dig it. I dig it. Before we do that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Uh, come be part of the Hollow Cult. Be part of the community. You know the drill. Just check us out. If you have a paranormal encounter you'd like for us to feature on a future show kyle has a bunch of information that you're gonna want you can write your story out you can also record yourself on any recording device shoot that over to hollowskypodcast at gmail.com you can try to set up an interview with us which we are kind of back burning for a minute so just don't get discouraged right away uh we're trying to just carve out more time but that interview or that uh Email is going to be hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com, where you can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. All of this information is in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about trying to rewind back to these points. If you want to, just check the show notes, and it's all there. Hell yeah. If you'd like to support the show, there's tons of ways you can do it. We have a Patreon. You can jump over there, check that out. If that's something you're interested in, sign up for that. We have all kinds of extra content and goodies going on over there. We have a Venmo if you'd like to throw us some monster money, uh, some pocket change to supply all of our bad habits. We appreciate you. Um, best way you could do it is word of mouth. Share the show. Share it on social media. Share it... Uh, to people who like podcasts, who like creepy shit. You know how it goes. Um, also, don't forget, on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., we have the night shift. Come over, hang out in the live chat. It's awesome. The numbers have been growing. We've been steady over 100 the last few shows. It is cool. Uh, we take in live listener calls. That's another way you can get your experience out if you'd like to do it live. We have open open radio, open mic, open phone lines you guys can check out. Um, another way is you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really does help uh, get get the show out there. I cannot state that enough. If I find it, I will gladly shout you out. Again, I usually use Apple, but that's kind of a pain in the ass because it only shows uh, U.S. reviews and ratings, and it only shows from certain uh, podcatchers. But anyway, I do hunt around sometimes and find some. So today's five-star rating and review go, comes to us from our friend uh, Emma NFR. So Emma says, fantastic podcast, one of my go-tos, five stars. These guys' stories are absolutely fascinating. I listen in the car and find myself completely hooked to every story. 100% would recommend smile emoji from France. All the way from France. Heck yeah. Well, here's a smile emoji back from Illinois. Uh, Emma, yeah, Emma NFR. M, M in France? I don't know. I don't know what it means. But anyway, thanks for taking the time to leave us a five-star rating and review. Again, we are totally grateful every time people do this. Like, 
I absolutely appreciate it so much. Our listener experience of the day comes to us submitted on the old website, which I forget about sometimes, but luckily I get email notifications. So comes to us from our friend Tommy. Personal encounter. Tommy says, what's up, hollow cult leaders? <laughs> All right, you guys, I totally dig your podcast. You guys are my favorite, and I've been tuning in every Wednesday for the night shift. Hell yeah, night shift, stand up. I especially like that you two are metalheads. What kind of metal are you all into? Uh, heavy. Heavy metal, good metal. I don't know. I, I think I think an equal staple for us both, a mirror. Yeah, we do like, like a mirror. You know, you pick that genre and branch out in a lot of different directions, but yeah. Yeah, new metal, death metal. Yeah, me and Steve are kind of weird like that too because we'll go back and put Limp Bizkit on. Yeah. Just, just heavy music. Yeah, heavy music, like pretty much, pretty much covers the bases. I would agree with that sentiment there. Yeah. So back to Tommy. Anyways, so I'm kind of the guy that nothing paranormal ever happens to. Here's an example: I was working at a courthouse on a parcel scanner, the type that people put bags, purses on to X-ray for for X-ray screening. I'm finishing up doing my paperwork and minding my own business. At the time, the courthouse was in off session, and there was nothing going on. I was by myself. Uh, the faculty's guy, maybe a clerk, were the only people in the building. So I was on my computer, and this lady comes from the clerk's office with a really confused look on her face. She thought she, were, I thought she was about to ask me what I was doing or something when she asked me, are you talking to somebody? And I'm like, no, it's just me. Why? She says, for the past few minutes, it sounded as if there was a conversation going on out here between you and a female. Like as if I was talking to a lady and that they were looking for something. She thought that I was talking to somebody. I said, nope, just me, and nobody's been here for a few minutes. She proceeds to say that the courthouse is supposedly haunted and whatnot. I got no creepy vibes when I was there, and again, no creepy vibes come to me because nothing happens to me at all. But here is a crazy story that belongs to my grandmother. This happened when she was a young girl, maybe eight years old or so, so this was probably around the 1940s. Her parents went out for the evening to, or went out for the evening with her new baby sister, Lupe, to show off her to show off her to some friends and have dinner her mother's half-brother Manuel came into town from mexico while looking for work or something and offered to watch the kids for the night for the new parents so it was my grandmother and her siblings with her uncle at some point they were very upset and worried when their parents would be back because it was late and they didn't quite know how or they didn't quite know this uncle Manuel. He gathered them around and said that he was able to check on their parents. They were perplexed on this, and he proceeded to say that he can tell them he can tell them himself. So he said that he had a friend when he was younger, and they were able to talk to spirits, or they were able to talk remotely. I'm not sure exactly. But his friend died when they were young, and he was still able to communicate with them. She said he sat in a chair, closed his eyes, and another man's voice came through, introduced himself, and said, Do not be afraid. I am dot, 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 I don't remember the exact name, but Manuel wishes for me to find your parents. He sat there and then in her mother's voice came through Manuel and said, do not be worried, we are fine and we will be home soon, or something along those lines. I guess they all listened and it was uneventful after that. When the parents came home, my great-grandmother was very upset with her half-brother and scaring the children and she didn't want him ever to come back. Well, my grandmother never saw him again. Here's the kicker. Early last year, I was asking my great aunt, aunt Wilma about this story, and she's my grandmother's older sister. I asked her about the encounter and questioning my grandmother just in case she was telling a ghost story. 
She told, this is how my grandmother said. And I asked, do you know that he wasn't just lying or blowing smoke? She exclaimed that the half-brother Manuel never spoke English. So there you go, my fearless hollow cult leaders. What do you think? A clever play on some kids or some real deal astral projection? My grandmother and her sister swear that it really happened. So what I'm taking from this is that the half-brother who didn't speak uh, English as he was channeling was speaking English. Yeah. So that in itself. And then they even said that his voice would change. Yeah. And that that the grandmother's voice came or that the the mother's voice came through as well. That's that would blow me away. That is nuts. Uh kind of side note cuz this is a fantastic story but my wife used to say that her uh her dad would speak Spanish in his sleep and he didn't know how to speak Spanish. That's that he used to do it all the time. That's crazy. Now given you know they're my wife's mom is, you know, Mexican slash Native American. So he does have a tie to that that world there. But you know, by all accounts, my wife would be like, No, he he doesn't know how to speak Spanish, but he does it in his sleep. That is it's pretty weird. You hear stories of people that have traumatic incidents, like struck by lightning or go in a coma and they'll wake up and be fully fluent in a language that they did not have any contact with or know have any knowledge of before they How is that even under. possible? Other than like the only way that would make sense to me is having done it in a past life or something. It's uh, outside of that, what what's the explanation? Right? What is what is the brain? Dude, I don't know. It's it is. I don't know. Unless it, unless we do live in a simulation and they just short circuited them and now they downloaded it. Yeah. They're <laughs> uploaded it. They're an NPC from a different area. Dude, I don't know. It is, it is weird. The fact that it, the voice even uh, changed sexes Dude, essentially. Be, that would, but that's what would trip me up the most. And for it to be noticeable enough for them to be like, yeah, that's my mom's voice. Yeah. That's, that would, that would trip me up bad. That's fucked up. It is. But, uh, Tommy, thanks again for taking the time to send in your grandmother's experience and your courthouse experience. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. It is some high strangeness there, for sure. It's awesome. I don't have an explanation. Uh, with that being said, we are going to roll into this true crimey simulation goodness that Kyle has put together for all of us on this wonderful Monday morning. Yeah. So I'm going to preface this with a couple of things. Uh, as you can tell, I'm kind of semi-recovering from cold slash coughing. So Your I voice apologize. is very deep and sultry today. Yeah, it's it's because I've I've been coughing so much trying to get this shit out. But uh, and actually Thursday I had no voice. I couldn't even talk. But, That's terrible. Yeah, it was it was bad. But. Uh, Troy on Instagram sent this over to me and it caught my attention enough to where I was like, all right, I'm looking into it because who doesn't like a good simulation story? It's word. Yeah. And then he brought it up on the night shift and I was like, yep, I'm, I'm writing about it. So don't worry about that. But so here we go. Uh, it involves, you know, the main character here is Aaron Valenti and a little background on her. She was born in 1986 in New York. 
it seemed by all accounts throughout her life, uh, she was an extremely bright bright person, almost extraordinarily so. Uh, She graduated with honors from Georgetown University with a degree in business administration. Uh, She started off as a venture capitalist investor and led investments in the communication and tech sectors at Summit Partners, a $20 billion fund. After leaving Summit Partners, she started Skycrane, a springboard accelerator portfolio company, and work for Hire Marketplace. From there, she joins Overstock.com as the head of product development, where she oversaw over 250 engineers. She also had a hand in forming the international corporate venture capital group of Overstock called Medikai Ventures. She, in 2011, she met a Harrison Weinstein, a psychologist that moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, or they both ended up moving to Salt Lake City, Utah. Together, they founded Tinker Ventures. Aaron had a global team of over 120 employees. They built more than 700 products, including mobile apps, whatever this means, SAAS apps, tech-enabled marketplaces, and consumer websites. In 2019, Aaron actually won the Women's Tech Award. Her company was a specialist in development of wristbands that connect brains to computers. It was a partnership with a startup called Control Labs, CTRL-Labs, which this company had actually just been purchased by Facebook at an estimated cost of anywhere from $500 million to a $1 billion. So I would assume whatever they're working on is going to directly have ties to the metaverse. Yeah, she sounds she sounds very well. Yeah, well versed in that whole area as far as uh, media and communication and everything goes. Right, she sounds like she's got her fingers in all of it. Exactly. So, the company of Control Labs, the founder told the public that his company would help realize the dream of connecting our brains with computers in the near future. So he's basically saying at some point in the near future, we'll be able to control our computers with our minds. A few statements here by Control Labs. Control Labs will connect your nervous system to your technology and allow your brain to send commands through the muscles in your arm. It's so sensitive you don't even have to move your arm or hand to make it work. The controller just gets the idea. Another one here, the future of brain-machine interfaces is non-invasive. Instead of surgical implants, control labs use state-of-the-art detection and machine learning to read your neurons from outside the body. The first step will be technology precisely picking up the signals from inside your body to control the devices, outside of it with little more than natural gestures. The next step, and we are already closer than most people realize, will be reading the intention directly from your brain. Which, right there, I mean, you can you can take a, a massive crack as to who they plan on going head-to-head with. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, they're if, going right if, at Elon. If something happens, we know who the prime suspect is. Right. So, Tinker Ventures even put out a tweet suggestion 
that was something along it said mind control equals neuro control the future of brain machine interfaces is non-invasive but they were seemingly working on a way for machines to replicate through our thought aaron was so excited about all of this she you know with, with she was excited about partnering partnering up with Control Labs, so she ended up scheduling herself a couple of refresher workshops to more or less hone her skills. Aaron was set to fly from Salt Lake City to Orange County on October 1st, 2019 to attend the Create the Powerful seminar. Stay for two days, then roll out to Silicon Valley to meet up with some ex-colleagues. Then catching a flight back home on the 7th, to attend the Women's Tech Awards. Apparently, every day during her trip, she would call and kind of check in with her husband or family. And every time she would call, she was, you know, by all accounts, excited as to what she's learned and how excited she was to get back home and start implementing some of these new ideas into the work workplace. On October 7th, after having dinner with a friend, Aaron called her mother, letting her know she had just finished dinner and would be driving to the airport. But as Aaron went out to where she parked the car, apparently her car wasn't there, which is extremely weird. Yeah, that's, that is bizarre. It gets weirder, though, because as she's on the phone with her mom, she tells her mom, don't worry, I'll find it shortly. So right off the rip here, you, you'd think, okay, with the, with the car not being there, did the car get stolen? Did it get towed? However, this changes as she states to her mother, she'd be able to find the car soon, which makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. No, she doesn't. The way it's perceived is that she she has like no sense of urgency. She's not worried about it. Yeah. Like, oh, my car was here. Now it's not. But it's I'll okay. Find it. Yeah, it's okay. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's bizarre. Now minutes later, she finds the car, but the weirdness continues as she gets into the car. She starts mumbling on how she had just filled the, the filled it up with gas, and now it's completely out of gas. So much so that she was afraid she's not even going to be able to make it to the airport. So I would assume if that was the, if that's true, she ends up going and getting gas and making her way to the airport. Over the next few hours, Aaron's mother and son-in-law, which is going to be Aaron's husband, they are kind of in contact or constant contact with her. You know, phone call here, phone call there. She explained to them, you know, this is Aaron talking to her mother and husband. She explains to them, it's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the matrix. She also explains, like, humanity is is legitimately at risk because of what is happening. After, after this phone call, the one where she says we're living in a matrix, they were no longer able to to contact her so her husband ended up setting up a help find aaron valenti facebook page was this okay hang on when 
when this happened, was she still in Utah? No, she's she's, she's in, in California. Uh, California. So she'd already made the trip. And... Yeah, she was. She had done the workshops. Okay. Like I said, she was excited about them. Yeah. And then she it was. I think it was her essentially her last day. She was meeting up with a friend for dinner, and then right after that dinner, she was going to get on a plane and fly home. Yeah, I got you there. So that is that is weird, right? She's at a place she is not familiar with. Yep. Her. Her lack of concern is alarming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until she's driving. Because her, her concern obviously starts to kick up, ramp up as she's driving. And she starts to explain that we're living in the Matrix. Yeah, what? Oh, it gets weirder. It's not done. I just... The whole the whole thing just is it seems off from the get go, yeah. man. Yeah, and she's an ex- you can tell she's an extremely smart woman. Yeah, and extremely achieved woman, a very dedicated, and one would even argue she um, is very disciplined because to achieve what she's achieved. Oh yeah, you got you, you have to be a disciplined person, laser focused, absolutely, hundred percent. That is weird. So she's no slouch by any means. There's it's impossible to be CEOs of companies and. Do everything she's accomplished. You're not a it slouch. It doesn't happen by accident. At, exactly. So like I was saying, at this point, they can't make contact with her. They can't. Nobody knows where she's at. So her husband creates Help Find Aaron Valenti Facebook page. There were about 1,500 people who turned out for the search for her. One of the volunteers discovered the car a half mile from her last known location. But supposedly, the night she was making weird phone calls, a police officer went and drove around San Jose looking for her and was unable to find anything. Aaron never made it home. After five days of police search and an online campaign releasing rental car info, on October 12th, her body was found in the back seat of the car parked only three to four blocks away from where her phone was located, which her being in the back seat is obviously suspicious. Um, to me, it obviously initially suggests that someone drove her to the location and left, leaving her in the back seat because it's going to be too risky to move someone from the back seat to the front seat. Oh, yeah. Right? And they found her phone first? No, right. I don't I don't believe... No, they found her... From where that last phone call oh, was, was pinged. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, oh, that's weird. And and, and there, there's it, it's it's just a bizarre set of circumstances. Um, apparently, the car was parked on a street in the middle of a suburb in Almaden, which is south of San Jose, California. But the police were somehow unable to find it for some time. It gets it's even weirder because. No one seemed to even notice the car on the street. And they even interviewed some of the homeowners on that street. And one of the, the one of the homeowners was like, it's weird because we're a pretty tight-knit community here. And so I, I picture a nice little suburb road, right? And all the homeowners, they they say hi to each other in the morning, like we do in, in these on these nice streets. And he's like, no one here. N- noticed that car no one noticed that car that's weird seemingly for five days right and if you've been living on your street 
for any amount of time, you notice cars oh, on the yeah. street, right? Oh, yeah. You notice when a weird car is parked on the side of the road. Yeah. You're like, well, maybe they're there visiting Steve. But after that car's been there, and it's been there, Something's and up. it's been there, it's very weird. Um, Aaron's body had no signs of physical harm or suicide. An autopsy confirmed that her physical physical condition was normal. It also was apparently known that Aaron did not take any drugs and she did not drink that anybody knew of. Some people say it seems to be convoluted. Some people said she might have had a mental disorder, but nothing concrete has come out about that. And now, to be fair here, I feel like if anyone is going to know, it's going to be her husband because he's literally yeah. a psychologist. Yeah. Right? And he he's made statements. He's like, no, she did not have any type of mental illness at all. Her parents believe, and this is kind of being projected, I feel like, but her parents believe she suffered from a severe manic episode. Her father described her as taking a mile or talking a mile a minute and how she wasn't making sense. The Valenti family is claiming the police more or less botched the search. They said despite giving the police all the information possible, such as make and model of the car, including the license plate and data track tracking the last location of her last cell phone call, the police department didn't file a missing persons report until Thursday. And she went missing uh, Monday night? I think so, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's that's not a good that's not a good look. No. Man, that is uh that is so weird. And they didn't have any any cause of death? No. And they oh, the police initially do what I feel like lazy ones do, and they described her as voluntarily missing for a while. Weird, of course. Anytime a person over 18 goes missing, they're like, you know, they could just walk away. Yep. So that's a lot easier for us to write that down than have to go look for somebody. Exactly. Um, another thing that is pretty odd is the area. To, oh, I, I basically already went through this, but she was found in a small community, one of the streets where everybody knows each other. Uh, like I said, nobody nobody remembers the car being there. Nobody acknowledges the car until it gets found by the search party. Um, another strange aspect of all of this is that the rental vehicle she had, and keep in mind, I believe this happened, I want to say around 2019. The rental vehicle she had did not have any form of GPS system in it. That's strange. It's very weird. It doesn't, it obviously doesn't mean that something weird's going on. It could have been uh, a smaller company she rented the vehicle from, but man, does it not make sense to not have a GPS device in rental cars. Yeah. I wonder if the, the rest of the cars that the rental had. GPS. I wonder if it was a, like if it's a strange one-off that makes it even more sus. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because that's like bad, someone that's had bad for it. business. Yeah, people could just drive away with your car. That's you know? what I'm saying. And clearly the cops can't find it. I mean, they had descriptions of it and everything. They yeah. couldn't, couldn't narrow it down. 
what did she say about the Matrix? Like it was a. Uh... It's all a thought experiment. It's just a game. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know, man. Is it know. like her whole, her whole existence is a thought experiment? Because I mean, if you if you look, step outside the box and look at it all from a point of view that it is a simulation that would kind of account for nobody noticing the car, right? And then it just showing up. Oh, I mean, after. we will we'll get there because I have. I have some fun connections. Okay, <laughs> I'm just sitting here mulling over this. Yeah, in my it's brain. dude. It's that's why I look. I had to look into it because it's so, it's so weird. It's so thought provoking. Um, now, ironically enough, there people were also kind of chucking this out there. The there were other another. There was another CEO who was targeted in in the area, named Tashar Art. He died at age 50, CEO of a web design company known as Artnet. He was found dead by, or in his vehicles or in his vehicle hours after reportedly being kidnapped during a home robbery. You know, so there's there's two That's CEOs strange. dead within 30 days. That even that takes a different turn. Right. In uh the 2019, the CEO of Overstock. Patrick Bryan resigned after issuing a statement where he claimed to be involved in political espionage. <laughs> Aaron worked for Overstock. What? There was also an eco-terrorist group known as Individualists Trending Towards the Wild. They apparently claimed to be responsible for the death of Aaron and Tashar. Although there was no... There's there is no evidence that they were that they are the ones that did this. It could have just been a dumb group chasing clout, essentially. Oh yeah, making making them seem more threatening than yeah. they really are. Yeah, because I've never <laughs> I've never heard of that at all ever. That's uh, that is bizarre, man. But the the little eco terrorist group here dropped a statement, which reads: "Wishing death to all civilization." Our group of extremists happily murdered two tech executives in the West Coast, Tashara Arte or Art and Aaron Valenti. We conducted the killings for no reason, no other reason than the symbolism of seeing two flimsy appendages of the techno-industrial system laying first in agony and then motionless before us. <clears throat> Just sounds like a couple edge lords. Yeah, taking taking credit for whatever yeah i mean and if you're gonna take credit for it prove it yeah, right exactly. exactly because if they can't find anything on the the autopsy report at all yeah no chemicals in her system no 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 abrasions no anything and then you mean to tell me you you killed two ceos which are high profile people they're not going to be easy to get your hands on for the average person but let's say you do. Okay. You kidnap one in a home invasion. So that means you probably tied him up or held him at gunpoint and went off with him. But the other one here, you magicked them. Yeah, left. And, and I mean, even even if they claim 
even if they they claim that they did have something to do with Aaron's disappearance and subsequent sub, subsequential death, it doesn't explain all the weirdness prior to that. No, it doesn't explain her her like her mental like manicness on the phone. I guess they could have taken her car and drove it around till there was no gas and then park it somewhere close by or something. Yeah. Some shit like that, but it doesn't sound like it's <laughs> likely. And I'm I'm kind of like I always do I pull up little tidbits. Well, I mean, that would have been a long if you think about it. That would have, she would have had to been in dinner for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. To waste that much gas. Cuz they said um uh, here, it says the East Bay Times reported that at the request of the family, a San Jose police officer had actually contacted Valenti by phone Monday night. The officer said she wasn't making any sense. They drove around looking for her Monday night and never found her, Weinstein told the newspaper. So she was, the cops actually called her and was on the phone with her. Yeah, that's why I said. They yeah. drove around San Jose looking for her, and yeah. they could not find her. Yeah. So you would think if she was being held captive by uh, eco-terrorist group, they right. wouldn't let the cops call and talk to her. Right, exactly. And it also said that her mother had, they said that we talked to her for hours on and off Monday night. Yep. So that uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, none of this makes sense. States her thoughts were disconnected. She talked a mile a minute. She said, uh, she'd say, I'm coming home for Thanksgiving. And then the next, she would say she was in the Matrix. Very scattered-brained. Yeah, almost, almost like she, may, she had possibly been like drugged at dinner, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, dude, I, I mean, don't anything's know, on the table. Uh, like Eco terrorist nerds popping in, like, yeah, we did. Yeah, it. We're totally I think I think they were just clout chasing. To be honest we're with responsible you, responsible for all this nefarious shit. So right. We're gonna destroy the entire human race, one CEO tech at a time. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, buddy. Shut up, nerds. Let us know how that goes. Um, now, as far as Aaron goes, they did release some information about her death in February of 2020. According to autopsy reports, she died of natural causes from a manic episode. So that'd be what they're officially going for. Um, she did have a thyroid condition, but that was treated with medication. The report noted it could have contributed to her death. However, blood samples were not satisfactory for analysis. Uh, also the medical examiner's office said that judging by some of her last conversations, I assume from email, text, et cetera, et cetera, the phone calls, she did show signs of a manic episode. They conclude that her death was due to bipolar disorder, which can, you know, one can only assume they, unless there's other things that I don't know, but they're kind of concluding that she kills herself. Because, you know, bipolar disorder, you're going to have high highs and real low lows. In the manic phase of, uh, like, and don't, we are not psychologists. We no. do not know anything. We're just pulling this off of the internet here. So do not come after us. This is just looking up what happens during the severe manic episode. In the manic phase of bipolar disorder, it is common to experience feelings of heightened energy, creativity, and euphoria. If you're experiencing a manic episode, you may talk a mile a minute, sleep very little, and be hyperactive. You may also feel like you're all-powerful, invincible, or destined for greatness. That doesn't sound like what she was going through. It would be on the other end of the spectrum. 
even. Um, causes of hypomania or mania. I was just looking to see if. How does it kill you? Yeah, that's what I was looking. Like, does it stroke you out, heart attack? But then they'd, they'd be able know. to see that in an you would think uh, so. autopsy. It being labeled as just a manic episode is very strange. Uh, psychiatry online. Fatal cases of acute manic depressive psychosis. Oh, uh, no, that doesn't tell me anything here. So I have to be able to log in. Never mind. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's... Somebody out there who'll point us in the right direction. Yeah, again, because we're just trying to, just trying to f- look this up and figure it out. Since they cited that it was uh, as a result of a manic episode tied to the bipolar disorder. So I'm like this. This isn't tied together, but I'm searching death from a manic episode. It says, uh, Alyssa Lamb. The woman that was yeah. found in the we just talking about her. Cecil Hotel water tank is most likely, uh, her cause of death is most likely a manic episode she had, so she accidentally killed herself. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, because her like her cause of death would would essentially be drowning. Yeah, it, they didn't they didn't label anything else for Aaron. They didn't say she had no. a heart attack. They didn't say she had an aneurysm or right. Or uh, embolism or anything like that. Just exactly. <clears throat> and then, so like weird. I said, like it's I so said, weird. as far as mental issues go, her husband should at least be on to them. You know what I mean? Be- so, why? You know, you would think you, so. Yes, you you would think that being a psychiatrist, he would be on to them. But you would ask yourself, you know. Why would, why would this inform? If she really did have a mental disorder, why bury it? Why hide it? Well, it could be a couple of things. The most obvious, public image, right? Keeping her image clean. Wouldn't want people to think differently of her. Another one, which I don't know much about. What if it had to do with like a life insurance policy? That's strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I don't know the stipulations behind it. Do you get life insurance if you kill yourself? Or it's ruled that if you kill yourself? I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. But I also don't know. Um, It is apparently pretty common for CEOs to have mental disorders, which kind of makes sense. But apparently, I can't remember the exact statistic, but there was... It was a it was a, it was a pretty alarming amount of CEOs do have some type of mental disorder, but it's not surprising because of how crazy driven they are and relentless they can be. Yeah. Um. You know, another question to all of this, I'll never get the answer because Aaron's not with us anymore, but. Like, I try to use logic when I observe some of this stuff. And, you know, take Erin's background. She worked a lot in tech, 
she was working on things to integrate humans with machines that control lab just signed or just got bought out by Facebook, which like I said, almost guarantees that the tech they're, they're working on is going to be implemented into the metaverse. But when she's having this, this manic episode and she starts going on about the matrix and going on about how we're living in it, et cetera, et cetera. One would think at least me logic using my logic that her brain would go on about things she's familiar with and that she thinks often about. So if she's not a person that kind of has this in her head, the possibility of us living in a matrix, why does her brain go to this while she's having a manic episode? You know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if, 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 if she's not living in the world of French fries, then why, when she has this panic attack, does her brain focus on French fries? Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense because your brain should almost go, logically, your brain goes to what you know. Even if, even if you're just spouting out of your ass and it's all just chaos coming out, it should still be in reference to what you know, not what you don't know. So I find that I find that interesting. Um a few other interesting things here. <coughs> there have been other people who suggest we live in a simulation. Elon Musk, he's made statements on the topic. Lots of massive brains have saying it's a one to billion chance that we live in reality as we know it. The odds are astronomically high that we live in a simulation. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality. Even if that rate of advancement drops by a thousand from what it is now, then you just say, okay, let's imagine it's 10,000 years into the future, which is nothing on the evolutionary scale. Uh, I think this was another one by him. So given that we're clearly on trajectory to have games that are indistinguishable from reality, and those games could be played on any set top box or a PC or whatever, and there would probably be billions of such computers or set top boxes, it would seem to follow that the odds that we are in a base reality is one in billions. There was an Oxford professor named Nick Bostrom who wrote a paper in 2001 arguing that by his calculations, we are most likely living in a giant simulation ran by a massive supercomputer. Quoting, we are almost certainly characters living in a computer simulation. A computer scientist named Rizwan Dirk also proposed a theory that we are in the video game of life. You can think of it like a high resolution or high fidelity video game in which we are all characters, he said. So it seems that some of the, the smartest people out there are also coming to the conclusion that it's the least possible we live in a simulation. That's also not to mention, as we've suggested times before, it could be possible that we are a Petri dish for something else, which could still be considered, in my opinion, a simulation to a degree. Right? If you have alien overlords that 
added whatever they needed to add to the planet to start creating life. We're, I mean, it, it's still a simulation yeah. to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just not a computer simulation. Right. It's a life simulation. But when it, when it comes to this particular case with Aaron here, um, you haven't you haven't ever watched The Matrix, have you? No. Okay, so, and I know this isn't critically thinking, <laughs> but I do find it ironic. Clearly, we're not known for our critical thinking, <laughs> right? So, in the movie The Matrix, you your your real body is living in a pod filled with all this goo, right? You got all these things hooked up to you. And you have a jack in the back of your head where this, imagine like a cable line gets plugged in the back of your head and that, that feeds you into the matrix. This, this world that's created by computers. Well, it's funny because in the matrix, let's say you're in the matrix right now, Steve. And I'm looking at the jack in the back of your head. And somebody's talking to you in the matrix. But I'm outside it and I pull that jack out of your head while you're still jacked in. You just fall over dead. No reason. Mm. Right? None. It just, you fall over dead. You just, you're done. Unplugged. You're out. You're unplugged. And, and like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying this is this is what happened. But she right? mentioned it. But it's kind of weird, right? And she fell out in a similar fashion. Right. It's very weird. It is strange. You know, because there's there's obviously obviously a lot of sus around her situation, man. Yes. Yes. And don't get me wrong. <coughs> Could she have been drugged? Had some type of adverse reaction? driven to the neighborhood she drove to, being lost and confused, climbed in the back seat, and died. Sure. Why not? But logically thinking here, it would more or less seem like somebody drove her somewhere and then after one night drove the car up onto that street and left. Yeah, and and the fact that nobody noticed the car until essentially it was found, and which was like upwards of five days later. So my brain's going on a totally different tangent here. So I'm just gonna roll with it. You might as well. In okay, so what what super life altering event happened in 2020 covid covid what did we see happen in 2019 all the ceo executives rolling out mass exodus of ceo yeah uh, 2019 had the most ceo departures on record with more than 1600 a staggering 1640 ceos left their posts in 2019 the highest year on record since they began tracking in 2002 uh, I wonder, like my conspiracy brain kind of goes off. Maybe did she know something that all these other CEOs knew 
And as she hits, maybe she was trying to tell us something when she was on the phone. Like it's all just, it's all just in the matrix. It's all. Uh, yeah, because that, I mean, if you go on the angle you're playing, it could have been, oh, I, what would you call that? Just kind of like, almost like a tongue in cheek type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because essentially, if you're running that angle, you could put the World Economic Forum is the one running the thought experiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they are setting yeah. the parameters to this experiment. And they've even said America is its own experiment. Essentially, you know, the way we run the, the democracy and all this shit. Yeah. And, and I mean, she was at a meeting filled with other CEOs. Right. When she, when she died. And some people claim. So, so to tell me that all these people didn't know something before this came down the line and just decimated everybody and, yeah. you know, in all sorts of different ways, you're not going to tell me these people, these these higher ups, whether whether whoever they are, did not see it coming, and were not trying to bail out before everything fucking took a shit. Yeah, right, right. It's uh, like I said, it's a really weird case, and it just seems like it seems like when they found their body, they're just like, man. Yeah, we're not worried about it. Yeah, exactly. Don't look into it. Because again, I, I want to stress we do we are not psychologists. We do not know anything about uh, mental disorder, specifically bipolar disorder. Right. As far as uh, how that goes, I'm we are just curious as to the them labeling her cause of death a manic episode. You know, because if it was, you would think if it was a heart attack induced by a manic episode, they would state they would, that. Yeah, yeah. If it was a stroke induced by a manic episode, they would state that. It just seems... Which would make sus- sense. Yeah, seems suspicious to me that they just noted it as death results from possible manic, manic episode. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Exactly. And I mean, I wouldn't doubt that there'd be plenty of reasons to want Aaron dead. Because if she's working on, you got to think, man, like that technology oh, that those people. It's the future. Bro, you're There's, talking unlimited amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. And so that is more than enough reason for other CEOs to try to clip her. Yeah. More 100%. than enough reason. A hundred percent. Right? So that's that's still on the table. But the whole shebang around it is what makes it so unique and so so thought provoking because there's just so many oddities in that in that case it it makes it sound sus man it makes it sound sus yeah and i mean her family says that all of her behavior was so out of character that they like it was enough for them to notice yeah to note it like and that's why they kept trying to get a hold of her and cuz they knew something was wrong with that from that first phone call they knew something was going on. They knew something was out of normal. So this, okay, say say she was having a manic episode. This makes me wonder if her car really was moved. Did she just think she parked it somewhere and then it wasn't? Did she really fuel it up when she thought she right. fueled it up? Absolutely. Like, That's definitely plausible. You know, maybe yeah. she, maybe she thought she fueled, like had plans to get fuel for it. But got so distracted and carried away with their schedule, with all this stuff that maybe she forgot. 
yeah. and just thought that she had gotten fuel. Dude, I do not know. It's so, so weird. But I can't get, I cannot wrap my brain around the fact that she says, my car's gone. Don't worry. I'll find it shortly. Yeah. It does not make sense yeah. at all. Oh, are they going to make me pay for this? Cause of death found. Cause of death has been identified. Autopsy report determines an acute manic episode. Yeah, that's all I found. Natural causes following acute manic episode. What does that mean? To I don't me? know, dude. I don't know. Is my brain just not making the connections? I mean, the only, th the only thing I could... It sounds like a very broad brush that they painted here. Yeah. Because I could understand, like, like we were talking about, I could understand your stress levels getting so high that it stresses your heart and your heart gives out on you. The autopsy, which Business Insider has reviewed, ruled her manner of death natural and said the cause was sudden death in the setting of an acute manic episode, though it did not explain what killed the 33-year-old tech founder. And yeah, and she's 33 on top of all of that. So they essentially did not explain how she, how she died. Yeah, the way I take it is they have no idea... And they just put something down. We don't know where we're not telling you. Yeah. Right. And it's it's just, dude, it, it is, like I said, it's one of them cases you look at and you're like, all right, this is fucking weird. No evidence of foul play. Negative per, per, for prescription or recreational drug. Yeah, uh, by all counts, she comes back clean. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, the only thing that they said... Was her thyroid condition. Which was treated with medicine. Blood samples were not satisfactory for analysis as far as trying to determine whether that had something to do with it. Dude, that's so strange. Lots of red flags, man. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I do not know. But you can't, you can't argue the fact... Like I said, the first phone call, the fact that nobody remembers that car being on their street for five days. That's weird, too. That seems, it seems, I don't know. It was found. I don't know. By one of 1,500 online searchers, which I don't know the details of that either. I would assume... He gave them the last location she was found. And someone put boots on the ground. But what's crazy is that, theoretically, if you have... If you have a, a starting location from where she was last found, and you put 1,500 people on the block looking... It took them five days to get three to four blocks away. And this says a friend found her. A friend in a volunteer search party found Valenti's body in her rental car on a quiet residential street where the gray Nissan Murano had been parked for five days. That seems sus to me, too. It's weird, man. The whole thing is weird. It is weird. I don't know. I, I think at the the very least, like it comes down to either she figured something out or she was meddling in something that had the attention of a lot of other people 
and they didn't want her moving forward with it. Yeah, that is definitely. definitely because being in the world strange. of tech, like, and they always say, like, tech is far more advanced than we have. You know what I mean? Like, we're 50 years more advanced than yeah. what we have. Yeah. And I mean, dude, if if Facebook gets involved, like, they, that's, they, rumored to have paid upwards to a billion dollars for that tech. They're doubling the fuck down on oh, that. Yeah. We know these people have to have money to just throw away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Elon bought Twitter so he could try to get people to like him. Right. You know? It's just, it's, that money's not and not really an issue. No. Unless they can make more of it. And they doubled down on her. <sighs> it's a thought experiment. That part, like... <sighs> yeah, because... Matrix could have just been a word to describe it. Yeah, it's all a thought experiment. Yeah, because it, it doesn't give details on what is a th is the thought experiment. That is and maybe, so like bizarre. I said, maybe Matrix was just a description word. Yeah, just the first thing her mind her mind could akin it to was right. Yeah, absolutely. It's so weird because if you know if she would have taken her own life, they would have noted it. Yes. And there was no no defensive wounds. There was no anything on her neck. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing. They they cannot explain as to why what killed her. They just found her 5 days after she went missing. It sounds like she was in relatively good health because they skied and hiked and yep. did all sorts of stuff. I don't know, man. I got nothing. Me either. It's a weird one, dude. It's a weird one. It is strange. But I got a lot of my when information. You, when you did the Unplug the Matrix thing, I was like, holy shit. It is, it, it is definitely weird. I, um, I got a lot of my information from uh, UFOholic.com, Blame It on Jorge on YouTube, Reality Decoded, Medium.com, uh, Inspirement.com, something like that. But yeah, you guys want to look into it more those are some of the sites i used and like i said it's a bizarre case bizarre bizarre <laughs> case we don't delve into the world of true crime much no these are these are the true crime ones that i can get behind yeah that just are straight up mysterious i don't like the ones with this show the absolute worst facets of humans but these ones these ones are weird man they make my, my brain hurt it almost, yeah, yeah, it almost makes you wonder if maybe she was dabbling in some other stuff. Well, supposedly them them giant seminars, uh, supposedly they are very culty. Like they have brainwashing tactics in them and all types of shit. The, man, there's just so many red flags. There's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Hollow Cult, if anybody has any... Uh, Theories that they like to put forward or know anything about just a, just a manic episode being a cause of death, please reach out to us and let us know. That being said, um, our thoughts go out to Aaron's family. What a, what a weird case. Uh, but check us out at all social medias Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Come be part of the Holocult. And until next Monday. 
stay safe out there stay weird out there and don't trust big tech <laughs>